Okay, and welcome to episode 68. Hello. Uh, this set is called Life's a Beach, so play on. Obviously, a play on Life's a Bitch, but it's all about my time in Brazil. And the reason we've started without the music is just so I can briefly explain, because the first song is very, very poignant, um, which I'm sure we get a chance to talk about in the episode. Um, but basically, the entire set is documents my travels in Brazil. So please, enjoy. Eu fico com a pureza da resposta das crianças. É a vida, é bonita e é bonita. No gogó! Viver e não ter a vergonha de ser feliz. Cantar e cantar e cantar. A beleza de ser um eterno aprendiz. Ah, meu Deus, eu sei, eu sei. Que a vida devia ser bem melhor e será. Mas isso não impede que eu repita É bonita, é bonita e é bonita And we're in! So, I'll, uh, I'll let uh, our guest speaker on the episode explain a little bit about that first song, because I will never be able to pronounce or name, rena- re- recall the title. Uh, we have on the episode Dave Birrell. Hello, hello. Who is our friend in Brazil who I came to visit. Very nice to be here. Thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, that first song, it's uh, one of my wife Vicky's favourite songs. It's called Ukiye Ukiye. And it has a special resonance for us because it featured in our wedding and of course it's one of our favourite songs as well. It's a very Brazilian song, Kev. I don't know if you ever got a chance to check out the lyrics. Uh, it's basically about what life is. Like, okay, okay, it's talking about what life is. So life is beautiful. It's a very Brazilian thing. You can be poor as hell, you can have not a pot to piss in, but you still find reasons to celebrate. And everyone sang it at your wedding, I remember. Well, led by me, very badly. I was really hoping everyone else would join in, and they did, thankfully. But <laughs> well, what a lovely place to start. And then it went into a, a song called uh, Find Ourselves by Joda, which is the other part of my uh, journey to Brazil. It was uh, a little bit about kind of just travelling by myself and a bit of self-discovery, really. So it's nice to have a little bit of the two in there. So in the set there is a, a mix of kind of comedy stuff, or reflective stuff and uh, some very Brazilian stuff which I'm sure you'll be happy to know Dave. Can't wait. I'm very keen to know what your takeaways of Brazilian music were. Oh, I wouldn't just divide this set. But there is some very good samba used twice in the episode so that was probably the hardest mixing I have ever done. Yeah, it doesn't mix in so easily with, for example, this kind of music. So your technical skills were probably being put to the test. I know you worked hard on this because you started when you were here. And I think you still haven't finished by the time you got home, right? Yeah, and then finished it uh, in my 20-hour flight home. So, this is uh, driving all the way to Boisacanga uh, Beach on the second day of Brazil. On the first day we arrived, we saw Dave's family, uh, and then I was introducing Dave to Vintage Culture, nice. the Brazilian DJ. Um, and we listened to this in the car on the way, and it's a very nice sentiment. Oh, I, 
It's a brilliant one. So we listened to some classics in the car, and I just basically, I just out of self-respect, I couldn't use some of them. <laughs> I, I was playing things like Bellini, um, you know, Samba de Janeiro yeah, and yeah. stuff, and like Vicky was like, "This is basically what, this is basically what non-Brazilians would call samba." <laughs> basically, it was you and me laughing our heads off, and Vicky looking perplexed slash annoyed slash embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> like, how dare you, like? I think my like national cultural heritage. But yeah, anyway, so this is the vintage culture remix of World Hold On. So Boitikanga is a sort of coastal area, it was a beach, but we went to this sort of kind of whole coastal area in the sort of first week of the holiday whilst Dave and Vicky were off school and we had holiday together. And little Melina who came with us as well. So there's a very beachy vibe in the first, first part of this set. You know, it's the slightly thicker bass in this one, Dave, and slightly quickened sort of pace yeah, to it. Uh, that's the, uh, the vintage culture. You've got something else in there, too. Yeah. So, uh, at this point, yeah, still, still rolling a bit of this feeling from Vintage Culture, and then the next one's coming in uh, called uh, You Give Me a Feeling, which is uh, the... I wanted to run these three Vintage Culture songs together, basically. Stripped it right back. I think they overlap in vocal work, though. Yeah, this is the this is the beach vibes. It's weird actually. So there's a rule now in Brazilian beaches that you're not allowed not allowed portable speakers. So during the day, it was actually quite like musicless, if yeah. you know what I mean. Um, and then in the evenings, like well, so I've tried to put this set in a chronological order, so it documents like the order that I went in. But some of the songs are slightly mixed up. So this is actually like I think around about the third night. Uh, I went for a walk down the beach by myself, with the earphones on, Dave and Vicky were sorting out the baby, and uh, just ended up something for about like, I don't know, goodness knows, I lost count of how many caprinis I had that <laughs> evening, ended up chatting to a random Brazilian bloke. Is this the, is this the same guy who tried to sell you his daughter? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, Eduardo. No, it wasn't, it turns out it wasn't his daughter, I think it was his sister-in-law. Yeah, that's absolutely hilarious. Anyway, but we sat up and watched uh, the, the sunset together, like, just both pissed. Anyway, just chatting to this uh, Brazilian fella. Really, really nice guy. Although, I think I dodged a bullet in, like, not, not taking, him, <laughs> taking, his, taking him up on his offer to go to his condo. <laughs> Kevin makes sensible choices. Right, so, on the second night we were there, because like it had been such a rush before we got to the beach, on the, uh, probably the, no, it was the first night we were there, we did a barbecue. Do you remember? And we made an absolute mess of a file for at that. 
Wet charcoal is never a good idea. Yeah, exactly. White tiles and charcoal. Oh dear. <laughs> um, and we got chatting about like our favourite songs, and then me and Dave had a bit of a catch up about all the things that have happened in the three years that I've not seen him, and like you know, recounting kind of the highs and lows. And one of the songs that I was playing was like kind of from the Thump in the Throat set, and he was like, "Oh, there's a song that hits me like that," and it's the original version of this, which is actually a Radiohead song. But this is obviously a bit of a spiced up remix that I've kind of layered some extra bass and stuff into. I can't wait to see how you fit this in. Oh, I can hear it. Beautiful. And I immediately had to stop on the bass because it was way too hard. <laughs> but it's supposed to have that distortion on it. I used a bit of bit crush. Because it was really uh, sketchy sounding in the transition. But anyway, it moves out here. I think the main point of the song to keep is his, is his vocal. Haunting cast. Yeah, I remember the story you told me, like just like listening to it and I like, just been speaking to your emotions at the time. I'm glad you remember because I don't. <laughs> We'd had a few beers. in Rimbos. It's in the Rimbos album. Ah! Then that led into like a... Like, so basically we were, we were both sat up and we were both like inebriated. Vicky had gone to bed and about like, I don't know, probably about midnight. I, uh, I got, we, well, we both got a text message in the WhatsApp group saying, as much as I'm enjoying your, uh, your singing, could you keep the noise down a little bit? <laughs> We're singing our hearts out. So I took it to a more chill song along the same sort of, same sort of track. So I've been listening to this on the plane. Sorry if I just dropped out there for a little while, fellas, I'm having some technical issues with my, my famous headphones. You should never use the Bluetooth, I'd always, always go analog. Lesson learned, my friend, lesson learned. At least they're not my crappy, uh, like, talking. Look, he's got the headphones on. Yes, he's got the proper he- headphones. Yeah. I mean, on episode 25, if anyone wants to go back and listen to that, 
was James Bateburn's uh, first appearance, and he was not using a very good earphone. He finally took advice. So yeah, this is Rufus Dissol next to me. I was listening to it on the plane on the way here. Oh, hey, uh, sorry, but on the way to Brazil. And um, yeah, just all the feels. I absolutely love Rufus Dissol. But I, again, I listened to it at the end of that night. It wasn't ridiculously hot, but it was hot enough for a really nice holiday. And it wasn't, but it wasn't like normal level of humidity for a rainforest, which does me well because I sweat profusely. Um, and it was just a really nice evening. You, like, you remember we had that one evening where there was just pissing down with heavy rain, like really stormy and just like atmospheric. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I fell in love with Brazil. I genuinely did. And I can see why. <laughs> yes. Most most people that come here, I think, kind of leave a little bit of themselves behind, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. All over the place. I'm kind of surprised you didn't end up cancelling that flight, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, I, to be fair. <laughs> I was like, do I need to go back to turn three? <laughs> uh, but I did. I'm a concrete professional. <laughs> The next song coming up is uh, probably a, the most complicated mix I've ever done. I had to use one of the songs from my uh, Risk set, which was had a vaguely Brazilian type beat to it, and then layering samba music, and then mix that in with some house stuff. This was relayered three times to create this track. Oh, and there's a couple of transitions in this which are, which are absolutely horrible. The one at the end coming out of the standard music as well. Like, I just didn't beat sync it. And, I, and <laughs> by that point, I was kind of like, could be off. <laughs> so that's the start of the samba. Is it that kind of tick that kind of? Yeah, tic tac, yeah. We uh, had to go with quite a long transition for this. Let's call it a slow build. Yeah. I've been taking notes from previous episodes, Dave. Constantly. <laughs> Slow builds. Use, <laughs> use that, drop that phrase in. <laughs> I'm going to drop in a few little, little gems here and there just to sound knowledgeable. <laughs> to sound as if I've got a clue what I'm talking about. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let uh, Dave Brill step in on this and explain a little bit more about Samba as it happens. Don't worry, Dave, you've got about four minutes worth of track here that I've mixed. Uh, so, as it happens... Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to fill you in with all of my knowledge of samba music. Right now. Here it comes. It's from Brazil. <laughs> uh, we came back from the beach and the carnival and the samba drone had been moved to the weekend that I was visiting. So I got to see carnival. Six hours from like 10 in the, in the evening till 5 in the morning. VIP access, free drinks all night. Absolutely wasted just watching the most colourful and most rhythmical, amazing display of my life. 
There's the drums. Imagine this performed by about 2,000 people, and that's what it looks like at, at, at Carnival. It's gonna kick in. Dag, 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 dag. There you go. For your benefit, Dave, it's a little bit like the mass pipe and drums at a Highland gathering. Yeah. Just a little bit sexier. <laughs> I don't know if you can get sexier than that though. Well, I know. <laughs> a little bit warmer. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Plus with more girls in bikinis and high heels. And there it is. That little drum part is my favorite, they call the baterias. Uh, so you'll have at the um, at the parade that Kev was referencing, the carnival parade in the samba drum, you'll have different samba schools who parade down this kind of kilometer long route, flanked on either side with uh, grandstands full of, of people watching. And you'll have fans like Tafosi of the various samba schools who come to support. There are people but also just to party and have a great time. But there's a bit of a theme to all the floats as they come past, and a lot of it is very politicized. So you'll see this incredible music with mind-blowing costumes, floats kind of like five stories tall, incredibly intricate. Terrifying, they're absolutely massive, and people like stand at the top of them. And it wobbles, going up from side to side. The final yeah, proper wobble to hold on to as they do their like. Yeah, the samba shuffle. Massive samba dance in their kind of six inch heels. It's an absolute assault on all of the senses. It's, which we were so happy that Kevin's going to be here to, to be able to witness this. And without even knowing about it as well, just a little Brucey bonus, a little surprise. Yeah, they get it a surprise right until the day. They were like, kind of hinting at things like, oh, you know, you're going to have to dress up, you're going to have to... I was like, oh my god, what are you doing? What are you taking me to? Then... We told him he needed latex. Yeah, I thought it was going to be some kind of kinky thing. But no, you just have to wear the, the, the kind of the VIP company t-shirts and stuff. It's actually really good, like people personalise their own t-shirts. Like everyone gets these t-shirts like few weeks before and they turn them into their own like... their own things. Like one lady turned it into a corset. I know, it's crazy. Uh, this is the track from the, the wrist set. <laughs> yeah, I, I recognise this one. It's good. Yeah, it's, um, it was a very difficult transition. <laughs> and believe it or not, that is actually synced correctly. Doesn't sound it, does it? Sounds perfect to me, Kev. Uh, a lot of the sort of the Sambri type music doesn't work on standard four and eight. This is uh, two days later. I when Dave went back to school, uh, Dave and Vicky went back to school. I took myself off to Rio for a week. So this is on the flight, 45, 50 minute flight from Sao Paulo to Rio, and I discovered this song. Um, and it also made me think because it's by Alok. And Dave 
what one of the kids at his school had a lock play at his birthday party. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. That's a filthy drop, isn't it? Sorry, I just talked right over that drop. You have to get your Brazilian pronunciation right here, Kev. Even though it's spelled A-L-O-K, -okay, the Brazilians have this cute little habit of putting a, a schwa on the end, so it's not a lock, it's a locky. A locky. Yeah, you say cute, I say annoying. I just <laughs> couldn't grasp the language. Uh, I could not grasp Ah, oh, I would disagree, mate. You're doing very well. Uma caipadinha, por favor. Duas caipadinhas, por favor. Nailed it. Grande, grande caipadinha. <laughs> uh, I learned the, the important stuff. <laughs> oh, How did they keep the caipadinhas coming? Yeah, basically. <laughs> It's going to be a very large coverage. <laughs> so, as you can imagine, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm about to land in Rio, and it's a very small island airport, and it looks like the plane's going to land in the sea. It's about, about, 20, about 20 meters before the runway, you are over water, and all you can see out the window is water. And then it landed, and I thought of this song. <laughs> I was very excited. Is this like Duran Duran? Yeah, Duran Duran mixed with uh, I Love Gay. I did not expect that. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then it gets mixed in with um, a little bit of... Oh, right, yeah, so there's a trance track. I don't think you can notice there's a trance music playing in the background. <laughs> and then we go into uh, a second classic with uh, Frank Sinatra. I went a bit heavy-handed on the mix there. <laughs> on one of the, on the, I think it's the first or second night, I, I get the day fixed up in Rio. But on the first or second night, uh, I, thought, I went to this place called Ipanema, it's a beach, but there's a, there's a peninsula part of it. Uh, and I sat on this rocky peninsula watching what I thought was the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen. And then about three days later I saw a more beautiful one. <laughs> it just made me fall in love with Rio, because like, you know about me and sunsets, man. And just like people just enjoying themselves on the beach, and I was just like, oh, all the vibes. Little, little shout out for anyone who doesn't follow Kev on Instagram, have a look at these photos because they are ridiculous. Oh, they are. They're so fit. So I went to this Ipanema beach and I sat on this rock watching the sunset, listening to like... Well, you'll hear some of the music that I was listening to. No, no, no. That, 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 we're not at that point yet. It comes after the Ipanema beach. But anyway, Frank Sinatra, with some Brazilian dude, wrote a song called The Girl at Ipanema. I thought it was like quite fitting because I was at Ipanema Beach. This, the girl from Ipanema, is the unofficial national anthem of Brazil. You will hear it everywhere. Um, so anyone who's ever been close to Brazil will know this song, I'm sure. I've got a little, I've got a little hunch, Kev. We've had, uh, we've got the girl from Ipanema coming up. We've just had Rio. 
by Duran Duran. Are you going to be dropping some Barry Manilow in here at some point? <laughs> uh, there was a coconut. I'd like Gopa. Gopa, Gopa. Are we going to get it? There may <laughs> possibility that that makes an appearance. <laughs> Keeping it classy. <laughs> Kev's feeling sexy, he's taking his clothes off. <laughs> it's really hot. I'll see. <laughs> Tall and tan and young and lovely. I actually do genuinely quite like this song actually. I, I, I do like Frank Sinatra's like kind of... It's a Stone Cold classic. I don't know, suave. Yeah, he's nice actually. So, we had the girl at Ipanema, I'm at Ipanema Beach, and then um, so it reached a point in the evening when I, was, I got to watching this sunset. Had a, a, a few drinks and stuff, and I'm just like getting really like emotional. So basically, like the next four songs are just like things that I was listening to that evening. Uh, and then after, well, I'll explain a little bit more in a bit. The first one's called Night Shift by Ten Snake. And then we go into Eli and Fur after that. Which is two mixed together. It's got a very Chardonnay feel. It's called the Enduro Disco Noir remix. I was watching the sunset. It's not very poignant. <laughs> So this is a song called Other Side by Eli and Fur. And I kind of threw these a little bit out of order as well because this was playing actually not when I was watching the sunset but in afterwards I went for a bit of a wander um, and on the front line at the beach it's all hotels and stuff like that and cocktail bars but if you go like a couple lines a couple roads back from that couple roads back from that you get into the bustling streets of, of Rio and there's just bar after bar after bar and they've all got live music and it's all like it's so different there was DJs playing music in some of them and in others it's live music and then the live music differs from from Sambri type stuff to like just like acoustic and I was just hot bar hopping for, for hours like uh, and then in between the bar hopping or if I, I was sitting in a bar that wasn't playing music or whatever I just put my earphones back on and I was like listening to stuff like this just like really and you know as you're watching the world go by imagine it's a bit sort of like the beach the the soundtrack to the beach you know you're sort of seeing people walk down the street in a hot sweaty country and i don't know just sitting there pissed absolutely <laughs> vibing from it My. 
current backing to that song would be just the hiss and the swish of the surf on the beach it would be beautiful exactly whereas this was the beach song when when the sun was just dipping behind the mountains i was saying this and it was just like well, basically the song is like above and beyond who do like really kind of emotionally poignant stuff uh, just really nice stuff and the song's called Gratitude it's like just feeling gratitude for where you are and what you're doing and, and everything in life and stuff and like I don't know this, at that point I was like I'm, I'm travelling in the country by myself I'm watching my beautiful sunset I'm having a whale of a time like I'm inebriated a uh, big smile on my face and, uh, and I just felt really like full of gratitude actually so the song kind of summed it up really well you're making me come over all all hugging eye I want it to be honest I think it's beautiful man And then we start mixing into, uh, <coughs> very shortly, only a little bit, uh, a bit of Jan Blomkvist, which I started like dipping into that evening. And I was like, all right, that's fine, now I need to take myself out of it. But it was a really good uh, segue transition song here because I needed to get from 4A to 6A and uh, Winter Road was 5A, so I just thought, well, I'll definitely make use of that in transition. I love this, this build up, built up to that um, ambience that comes in these tracks. It's beautiful, isn't it? I really do like Above Beyond stuff, like, I've totally got into listening to their stuff, it so feels it they I don't really know much about them. Are they playing in tomorrow? Yeah, they are. Um, I think it's like a whole stage. And Duna Beats is their record label. That's a sundowner. That's a, yeah, that's a sundowner. That's a, that's a sitting in the back, hugging whilst watching, <laughs> here in the eye type. Definitely. Right, so this, I'm actually a little bit proud of this. So when you when you start to hear Jan Blomkvist coming in, he's got like his vocals over the end of this song. The two just sound really, really nice together. You can hear his synth. Come on! 
So I've not actually played this one before, this song called Winter Rose is actually a little, a little bit aggressive in the lyrics. <laughs> it's like talking about needing to fucking wake up and stuff, but still all part of it. I like how it continues that mood though, that kind of like sundown, sunset, kind of chill on the beach. You can just imagine getting a little bit darker, the beach getting a little bit heavier, the mood changing, just a little bit evolving. Yeah, it was fully, fully dark by this point, and you've just seen like all the street lights along the beach. They're not street lights, they're like proper searchlights that light up the beach. So people use the beach until God knows what hour. Uh, it's just this great beach culture. And I'm just sitting up on this rock watching everyone, just like, oh my god. Um, so like I said, I only use that song very briefly, because we actually go into uh, a song that I heard uh, a DJ playing. You know when I said I went like wandering along these bars, there was one that was actually had a, a techno DJ in it, well, EDM-y type DJ. And he was playing this, and I was like, <laughs> shit, that sounds like, that's my first Swedish, Swedish house mafia, and I uh, sound-handed it, it's like their brand new song. And I was like, yeah, I love Swedish house mafia. Yeah, so above and beyond. Let me give you an above and beyond uh, update. They're playing at Tomorrowland, but weekend three. They've got their their label and Duna Beach has got a whole stage. It will still get played. Oh, oh yeah. Make magic, people. I can't believe you didn't stay longer in this bar. I'd have been there all night if I were you. <laughs> no, well, I, I felt like I was like. I don't know, I just wanted to, like I was saying to you, like, I wanted to go to some of these, like, big clubs and things like that, but then you had to do, like, a, like, paid pub crawl thing, and, like, I, I was just enjoying, actually, not... Whatever takes you on, and you're at the gates alone, if the grass is in greener. So I just want to pause for that for a second. Um, yeah, it was like, I don't know, I felt like I, I wanted to experience more than just the stuff that I would normally listen to. So I just, I felt it was important to do the bar hopping. I think that was a great choice. Like, when you go somewhere different, you want to soak up the vibe, you want to soak up the culture there, like the local. Exactly, and I got chatting to some. Yeah, I got chatting to this band. I drunkenly, I did a, I did a Draper, which is like basically when we were kids, and we used to go and see bands. He like walked up on the stage, pissed afterwards, and like shake the hands and be like, yeah, that was amazing. And I actually found myself doing that to this one band. And they had like two two Brazilian guys, two American guys, and they were like, oh, that's fine, come join us for a drink. And <laughs> um, so yeah, just like really, really nice, really friendly. Ended up having to go home shortly after that. French exit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit of a French exit. <laughs> Right, yeah, so we're transitioning through a Steve Weston song here called uh, Like I Used To, which is like, I don't know, I was kind of like processing a lot as well. So this one was a bit like, I can't even remember where it was in the holiday. This is, the, this is the only one that like sort of sticks out as I can't like attach a, a specific memory to it because I kept on listening to it. 
Um, but for some reason, just kept on coming back to this song. But next, we are missing in, uh, mixing into Florence and the Machine and Medusa's new song, which then goes into, and you'll be happy with this, Dave, a bit of a Barry Manilow. <laughs> I knew it. So yeah, I try to stick to like one activity a day, where I'll be like a hike in the morning and then uh, or visiting the Christ the Redeemer or the Sugarloaf or whatever it is. And then in the afternoons, I would just spend the entire afternoon on a different beach. There's about seven different beaches. Yeah, this one was Christ the Redeemer for me. I was listening to this song while standing and taking a picture of myself at Christ the Redeemer. And then a monkey tried to mug me. <laughs> like literally, a monkey tried to steal my phone. And the only reason he didn't get my phone is because the woman next to me screamed. And then everyone was chatting and laughing in Portuguese about it. And I'm like, eh? I have no idea what's going on. And I was like, it's really, really awkward. <laughs> but anyway, stupid monkey. So imagine this, and the view over Rio at this point now. I put my love in Rio. The word epic is overused, but that view from up there, there's nothing else. Oh, man. It is oh. just unlike anything. 360 degrees of it as well. And I'm just like, oh, I love being, like, I love climbing up mountains. I love being like high up like that. Not, not because of like, any kind of egotistical thing. It's more of a like, uh, I'm in awe. I, I love like feeling just reminded of how small we all are and I, I just loved it and believe it or not there's actually a church inside Christ the Redeemer because they had a little mass going on when I went up there it was mental Loads of people have been asking me about like how Brazil was since I've come back. And my response has just been, yeah, I could totally live there. <laughs> like, fine, Rio, I was on I was on high alert all the time, like kind of like did you hear all the stories about the muggings and things like that, but I didn't I don't have any issue with it. I think if you you're sensible then 
tend to be okay, but... It's like anywhere, as a country, as a culture. Yeah, it is like anywhere. And as a culture, though, the people and the food and the love of partying and, and just nice things like cocktails and all that stuff, I just absolutely loved it. And I've just found myself listening to like music like this all the way through the whole day. My earphones are almost constantly on because I'm by myself. And here it is, creeping in. It's kind of that thing I was referring to at the beginning though, Kev. Like that the, there's just a, a kind of a lust for life here. Like everything's bigger, yeah. tastier, a little more bombastic, yeah. Ah! Oh. Wait, wait. Uh, a bit of a house, uh, you house spin on it. cheese monster, you. I have to say kudos for fitting that in, by the way. Well played, sir. Yeah, well, I, I literally went, the next day, went to the Copacabana Beach and sat there watching... Uh, uh, watching an R&B DJ play, uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't fit in any of his music. <laughs> it was brilliant stuff. It was all like Lauren Hill, and I was like proper, like reminiscing, but couldn't, couldn't squeeze any of that in. But there was a song played uh, by Peggy Goo. This one called "I Go," but it's a soul wax remix, so I think it kind of fits more into the set a bit better. Go and Solax is quite a combination. So Peggy goes from Korea. Uh, she does loads of DJing at big clubs and stuff. She's also a model for like a big fashion brand. I can't remember which one. But every time you see her on Instagram, she's like either DJing a massive club or doing a super awesome photo shoot somewhere. <laughs> Sounds like she's doing alright for herself. Yeah, absolutely. She played at Sandbox the first year we were there. Wait, your, that, was the first, that was the year that we went, right? Yeah, that's right. So she played at Sandbox. Carebox year. Carebox year. <laughs> I think Peggy Gow played at Sandbox the year we were there. Uh, she was on the side stage. Uh, not the main stage. She was on the, the, the little one, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, the one we were dancing. Yeah, one was so much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was brilliant as well. Absolutely brilliant. They've got a new uh, thing that they're introducing this year, Dave. I've just noticed. Uh, it's... Um, some kind of tent that's got all like, you know, like sound healing, yoga, massage, you know, holistic therapies and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I can keep with that halfway through the night if I get bored and just decide I want to get on go and get a massage. Have you got tickets for Sandbox this year? Yes, absolutely, mate. There's about 16 of us going. We've rented a, a huge villa in Guna with a pool. Oh my <laughs> god. We're gonna have. There's gonna be Sandbox and there's the Sandbox after party. <laughs> DJ'd by me. <laughs> Carnage in Cairo. On the, one of the last nights in Rio, I went to this rooftop, uh, like rooftop bar type place, and he had a, a, a DJ. And I kid you not, he did. I, I had um, a sound hounded. Uh, the song that he was using, I can't, uh, I can't remember what it was, but then he mixed into, <clears throat> he mixed into this next song that's coming, this abruptly, and I was like, eee! But then I actually kind of liked it. So listen to how harsh it is, but 
but this is exactly what he did because I think he noticed the crowd are getting a bit like I don't know a lack of energy or something Literally went in balls deep like that. I was like... <laughs> That's uh, the yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, head to a roll. I love this song. But it's the A-track remix. With a bit of Peggy Goose still going in the background. You can hear the soul back. So that, that pretty much documents my time in Rio, um, and then and then after Rio, I flew back to Sao Paulo to spend uh, the following two days with Dave and Vicky and Melina, and the next day, when I got back to Sao Paulo, we went to see live samba music. So I thought I'd try and introduce a bit of samba music again, but like, different vibes. And it's worth mentioning that there was uh, a couple of songs that Melina liked that were repeatedly played throughout the trip, throughout the trip as well. Melina has quite a sophisticated taste in music. I very quickly introduced uh, one of those songs that is one of Melina's favourites, which I, per- I firmly believe is like crack for children the song itself, it taps into some kind of frequency that kids just go off their brains to. Um, so yeah, I've mixed it in with a bit of samba. Again, another complicated mix, but I hope you enjoy. I have to apologise to all the listeners because Kev obviously soaks up these influences from everywhere he goes. And in our house right now, it's wall-to-wall toddler music. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. So I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, man. So, so like, oh, it's hilarious, though. Oh, okay, you've done it, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) I've recorded two versions of this set. One without this song. (laughs) Your face right now is just precious. What is this? No, it gets amazing. Listen, right? It's Samba and Baby Shark. Listen. And then when you do the samba drums and you hit Baby Shark playing over the top of it, you're like, oh my god, they sound great together. (laughs) I obviously don't leave it in very long. That's what she said. Listen to that drumming though. 
So when we went to see this samba performance, so we get like a whole like dinner and drinks and stuff included, and, and you just watching these like eight, it must be about seven or eight live performers up on the stage, all just playing like this now, it's like playing like loads of different like drums and fucking jamming, and everyone's up dancing samba style. Everyone is like, I mean, you're talking like 19 to 70 year olds, all just like they're just. It's part of the culture to just get up, dance, don't give a fuck about your age, don't give a fuck about your size, your, your shape, your, your perfect, whatever, just get up and dance. It's lovely. Had to give a bit of a healthy spin though. And then afterwards, We went to like some place that was like Camden, but like a Brazilian version. We all just like street art, and then sat out and watched a live performer there as well. Right, so this is the this is the end of the set, which is a really horrible mix. I hadn't intended on using this song, but I was listening to this song on the way home, and I was like, got a bit emotional on the plane. Um, because I was like leaving uh, and then I'm just going to talk over the transition so no one notices how bad it is <laughs> there we go so this song is <laughs> so this song is um, uh, Beautiful Things by Bryn Elliott very much a leaving on an airplane song by the sound of it Isn't it? There's a melancholiness to it. And so we start the set on 1.15. We go up to 1.35 for the samba music. And then fluctuate in the middle and then we end on 115 as well here you love a good arc i do i love an arc are you going to be making your version of baby shark available commercially am i going to be making my what your your remake to baby shark are you looking for a Mate. for a deal on that i reckon there's money like, to be made it's then. got like three tracks layered into it it sounds like really really heavy because I just wanted to kind of make it background but like it's so it's so noticeable that you can't put that song in the background you know so I'm thinking maybe I'll just come up with a more simplistic remix and then try and sell that <laughs> to people with kids and get them introduced to house music a little bit better and uh, or samba remix yeah <laughs> This is gonna be like the rock tracks for kids, you know, they've got like Led Zeppelin played those lullabies. <laughs> I love those. I love those. Somehow, and you're gonna judge me for this, but somehow I kind of feel like I'm classy when I listen to those. Like, this is sophisticated. <laughs> it's paired right back. It doesn't make me sophisticated. Uh, so, it, like, it, it was funny though. It's cute though. Like, like the different remixes of like songs just to make them sort of kid friendly. We were listening to a, there was a, there was a lot of like kid music and stuff and book reading and stuff. Really so sorry. Cute. And then, oh yeah, <laughs> and then on the last day, on the last day when, um, before Dave took me to the airport, like it was really weird, I came up with my, my, bag, my bags were by the door and I came out and, um, 
and they, he was like, are you ready to go? I was like, yep, yep, okay. And then Melina sort of like toddled over uh, and just sort of like put put her hands up. And so I lifted her up and gave her a hug and stuff. She like sort of gave me a little kiss and was like, oh, is this she knew that I was going sort of thing? And I was like, oh. Honestly, I think it was. Like she bonded with you, honestly, Kev, on the level. She bonded with you so hard. It was really cute to see. <laughs> Sorry, I just totally crashed the end of your set with that. No, <laughs> no, no, mate. I'm very good at that. The, the the song playing out. No, it's absolutely fine. But yeah, no, it was like really, really nice. Um, uh, like feels all the way through the whole trip, and fell in love with the people, the culture. Had so many uh, <laughs> memorable experiences, and some not so memorable, um, and just. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely when I when I say that to people and say like I would totally live in that country, uh, I'm I'm not lying. I, I want to see more of South America. I think it's got more to offer. And then like, if only for the Rodizio, man, that Rodizio that we had on the last day, which is like this Brazilian barbecue thing with like uh, Argentinian meat cuts and Brazilian meat cuts and like every different country in South America's got their own type of cut that oh guys just so good meat sweats um, for like two days straight after uh, those bad boys oh mate i was in a food coma like oh it's so nice but i love that i love the indulgency of the culture i love um and and i don't mean that in a negative way at all i mean it like like appreciating the the like the finer things and the lovely things in life and just this absolute commitment to being outgoing and confident and Seriously, the, like the <laughs> like I, was, I use the women as an example. The, the women at the bit, the women at the beach, or women at carnival, or like wherever you go, just the ab- absolute utmost confidence that yes, I am perfectly justified in wearing what I'm wearing. So fuck you. Like I love it. I love that kind of just expression of your own individuality, and everyone does. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, I just, I, I fell in love with the place. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the set. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> I think it was very cleverly put together. I like your, like, you could tell you've got, obviously, emotional connections and, and memories attached to all your tracks. And, I mean, with the exception of the Baby Shark uh, episode, just towards the end there, I was very impressed with the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I've literally I've recorded two versions of that, one with Baby Shark and one without. The one without sounds better, to be fair. But I, I had to, just as an, out of respect to Melina and my experience on that trip, I had to include it in the, in the episode. I think it was very sweet of you to include it, even if, even if it is a horrific earworm that I have to live with on a daily basis. Well, it was, it was going to be either that or uh, Old MacDonald had a farm. So I, I was waiting for Old MacDonald, to be honest, and uh, I'm a little bit sad I didn't make an appearance. But uh, yeah, I think for everyone's well-being, that was a good choice. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, and I suppose where are we going next? Well, I'm thinking of going to the Rose Garden for a bit of a housey set, like a bit more classic nice. DeFi. Um, oh, but I thought that was a bit more like... Uh, purple disco machine rose garden like disco in-house yeah so i've been looking at track lists and stuff it's got like claptone it's got purple disco machine it's it's got like loads of good house artists that i like it depends which day rose garden's on the theme for rose garden changes yeah. each day uh from techno to 
house music. So I'm sticking on the house music side of it. Right. Well, I think I'm probably gonna I'm gonna start working on a couple of different sets. Maybe one for Freedom Stage, which I definitely want to do, and I want to do a housey stage as well. But like maybe one. Um, what's that one off the main stage? I always forget the name of. Uh, it used to be Organ of Harmony, and now it's something else. To be fair, Organ of Harmony is a terrible name for a stage. I'm just I'm imagining dicks and flowers. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a fool. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I was supposed to have a dick out. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to put it into that flower either. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so uh, Dave Birrell. Uh, thank you very much for hosting me and uh, allowing me to come visit your beautiful country that you reside in and uh, Vicky's home country. Well, I can't take any credit for the country, but I can certainly say that you are more than welcome and please come back and live here because it was great having you around. We both loved it. Mel loved it. And Dave, if you want to come along next time as well. Sounds awesome. Let's make, Sounds awesome. Let's, let's make a thing of it. <laughs> I'm sure it's only a me. I'm sure it's a meager like small flight. Small flight. It's a hop. Thirty a hop, hours skipping a jump. Down, probably, I would say. So anyway, thanks very much, guys. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's uh, it's taken you long enough to invite me back on. To be fair. <laughs> All right, you're doing a Monique. <laughs> <right? laughs> although, although I have made it back on before Monique has. So sorry, Monique. Yeah, I was just about to get a piece of messages from Monique. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, when am I coming back on? But. Uh, yeah anyway yeah so thank you guys and um looking forward to next time so i'll see you next week see you next week cheerio